0: What's up, podcast? So on this episode of Speech Analysis on the Public Speaker Podcast, we are breaking down this TED Talk called India Smartphone Revolution by Chiki Sarkar. Um, so I think this is going to be a pretty cool speech analysis. This speech was pretty good. It was a very interesting topic. Um, it is by a entrepreneur who created an entire company based upon the idea of how many Indians, which has like uh, India, which has like a, a billion people, um, were using smartphones and had access to the democratization of information. Um, I think this speech was pretty awesome. I think the, the public speech itself was very good stylistically. Um, could have walked around more have looked at the audience more (laughs) there were some of those problems but uh, in general I thought that the content of the speech was pretty good so I hope you enjoyed this analysis and please leave a speech in the comments or wherever you can reach me on YouTube I don't really know too much about how the podcast thing works yet but leave a speech let me know that if you want me to analyze it and I most definitely will analyze it and it will be an episode uh, on this podcast so I hope you guys enjoy and I will see you guys in the next video enjoy the podcast that was a weird pause okay bye
1: Look all around you. whether you're in a subway, a park, an airport, a restaurant, even at this conference. All of you have a phone in your hands or maybe in your pockets. How many of you have a book? Very few, right? This is the site that used to greet me every time I walked out of my office block. I was surrounded by a sea of 20-something professionals glued to their phones and not a single one had a book in their hands. And this used to make me very, very frustrated. I was a bookworm all my life.
0: So, let's talk a little bit about the beginning of the speech. I like to analyze the first minutes of public speeches to sort of see how the speaker is trying to get the audience's attention. Um, It seems like they're starting to talk about a little bit about the personal experiences, nothing too fancy, but they're bringing up their experience with um, people and the technology that people use to be able to communicate. So this speech basically starts off with using that personal narrative and then it's probably going to frame the rest of the entire speech.
1: Books form the milestones of my life. The first man I fell in love with was Mr. Darcy. I first read Harry Potter when I was 21 on a summer break from college. And I remember the first night I spent in a little flat I bought in my mid-twenties very proudly and I spent the whole night reading Da Vinci Code. And then I'm gonna make a terrible confession, even today when I'm low, I get into bed with war and peace. Don't laugh. (laughs) But I was also like all those people I saw around me. I too lived on my phone. I ordered my groceries online, and soon my app knew that I needed a monthly dose of diapers. I booked my cinemas in my phone. I booked planes on my phone and when i did the long commute back home like most urban indians and was stuck in traffic i'd pass the time on whatsapp video chatting my twin i was part of an extraordinary revolution that was happening in india indians are the second largest users of smartphones in the world and data price
0: so this statistic is good to bring up because if the entire speech is about how india's smartphone revolution is changing how we think and read and write it's very important to bring up to the audience that uh, the Indian population is the second strongest that's actually beginning to use smartphones.
1: These have been slashed so radically that half of urban India and even a part of rural India now have a smartphone with a data connection in their hands. And if you know anything about India, you'll know that half means like all of America or something. You know, it's large numbers. <laughs> And these numbers are just growing and growing and growing. They're exploding. And what they're doing is empowering Indians in all kinds of extraordinary ways. And yet none of these changes that I was seeing around me was reflecting in my world, my world of books. Um, I live in a country the size of Europe and it only has 50 decent bookshops. And Indians just didn't seem to want to read for fun. So if you look at all the bestseller lists in India, What you'll always find in the bestseller list is examine professional guides. Imagine if you found the sad guides as the New York Times' number one seller, month after month. And yet, this smartphone revolution was creating readers and writers of a different kind. Uh, Whether it was on Facebook or WhatsApp, Indians were writing and sharing and reading all kinds of things.
0: So one thing we noticed about the speech, something that I think possibly could be improved is like the body movement. Um, I think her hand movement is fine, but she's really not walking around the stage. I know the stage isn't super big, um, but she's kind of staying stuck in place and it it looks a little rigid the way that they're communicating their message. Um, So maybe a little bit more body movement would be fine. Voice is fine. Like it's obviously not super monotone or anything, but it would help maybe to pace back and forth a little bit to command more of the authority of the stage and own it versus just staying in one place and talking with your hands.
1: Terrible jokes, spurious pop history, long emotional confessions, diatribes against the government. And as I read and shared these things, I wondered to myself, could I get these writers and these readers, could I turn them into my readers? And so I left my plush corner office and my job as the publisher of India's top publishing company And I set up on my own, I moved into a large room, single large room in a cheap Bohemian district of Delhi with a small team. And there I set up a new kind of publishing house. A new kind of publishing house needs a new kind of reader and a new kind of book. And so I asked myself, what would this new reader want? Would they prize urgency, relevance, timeliness, directness, the very qualities they seem to want from their online services, indeed the qualities they seem to want from life today. I knew that my readers were always on the go. I'd have to fit into their lifestyle and schedules. Would they actually want to read a 200-page book? Or would they want something a little bit more digestible? Indians are incredibly value-conscious, especially when it comes to their online reading. I knew I had to give them books under a dollar. And so my company was formed and it was born. It was a platform where we created a list of stories designed for the smartphone, but it also allowed amateur writers to upload their own stories so they could be showcased along with the very writers they read and admired. And we could also enter into other people's digital platforms. So imagine this, imagine you're a receptionist, you've had a long day of work, You book your cab in your ride-hailing app, it shows up. And you get into your car and you lie back on your seat and you put on your app. And you find a set of stories waiting for you, timed to your journey. Imagine you're a gay young woman in a relatively conservative city like Lucknow, which lies near Delhi. There's no way your parents know about your sexuality. They'd completely freak out. Would you like lesbian love stories written in Hindi priced under a dollar to be read in the privacy of your phone and could I match
0: so this is really cool because now she's bringing up uh, very uh, niche examples in which her company can solve a problem particularly in India um, that based upon the the circumstantial uh, problems that exist like like not accepting uh, uh, homosexuality, and, and being able to then pinpoint solutions to those problems that are individualized and very cheap to the actual person who is suffering through some of those problems, which is a pretty unique solution. And these examples sort of visualize, or help the audience visualize, why the smartphone combined with the uh, love for reading can actually produce a really good solution.
1: To readers, to the events that were taking place around them in real time, So we published biographies of very famous politicians after they won big elections. When the Supreme Court decriminalized homosexuality, an LGBTQ collection was waiting on our homepage. And when India's Toni Morrison, the great writer Maheshweta Devi, died, our readers found a short story by her as soon as news hit. The idea was to be relevant to every moment of a reader's life. Who are our readers? They're mostly young men under the age of 30. There's someone like Salil, who lives in a city where there isn't a modern bookshop and he comes to our app almost every day.
0: This is where the sort of rural nature of India uh, can be solved via the smartphone revolution, right? So if the internet is there to provide access to information, to democratize information that a physical bookshop would need to be there in most places in order to replicate, Uh, this is where the company can come and solve the problem. The other thing I'm noticing here is that maybe it's just me, but there's not a lot of eye contact happening in the speech towards the people that are sitting in the front, but more so towards the people that are sitting in the back, which I think is fine, but I think one thing that the speech could do a lot better on is just walking back and forth a little bit and having eye contact with actual people who are there so that their eyes are moving a little bit versus just staring at the top, Um, which in the actual location, it might be like there's eye contact, but from an outside view, it seems like they're kind of looking up, so that could be maybe modified a little bit.
1: There's someone like Manoj, who mostly reads us during the long commute back home. And there's someone like Amit, who loves our non-fiction, that he can read in a single sitting, and they're priced very low. Imagine if you're like a young techie boy in the uh, Silicon Valley, India, Silicon Valley city of Bangalore. And one day you get an in-app notification and it says that your favorite actress has written a sexy short story and it's waiting for you. That's how we launched Juggernaut. We got a very famous ex-adult star called Sunny Leone, and she's India's most Googled person as it happens. And we got her to write us uh, a collection of sexy short stories that we published every night for a week. And it was a sensation. I mean, you know, no one could believe that we'd ask Samuel León to write. Uh, but she did, and she proved everyone wrong, and she found this immense readership. And just as we've redefined what a book is and how a reader behaves, we're rethinking who an author is. In our amateur writing platform, we have writers that range from teenagers to housewives, And they're writing all kinds of things. It starts as small as a poem, an essay, a single short story. 50% of them are returning to the app to write again. Take someone like Neeraj. He's a middle-aged executive, wife, two kids, a good job. And Neeraj loves to read. But every time Neeraj read a book that he loved, he was also filled with regret. He wondered to himself if he could write too. He was convinced he had stories in his mind. But time and real life had happened, and he couldn't really manage it. And then he heard about the Juggernaut Writer's Platform. And what he loved about it was that he felt this was a place where he could stand head and shoulders equally with the very writers that he most admired.
0: So again, explaining more reasons for why this platform is such a beneficial thing, especially to people who don't have the professional relationships it takes with, like, actual publishing companies to get their information out into the, the world.
1: And so he began to write. And he snatched a minute here, an hour there, in between flights and airports, late at night when he had a little bit of time on his hands. And he wrote this extraordinary story for us. He wrote a story about a family of assassins who lived in the winding lanes of Old Delhi. We loved it. It was so fresh and original. And before Neeraj knew it, he would not only scored a film deal, but also a second contract to write another story. Neeraj's story is one of the most read stories on our app. My journey is very, very young. We're a two-year-old company, and we have a long way to go. But we already, and we will by this end of this year, have about half a million stories, many priced at under a dollar. Most of our readers love reading and trying out authors they've never, ever heard of before. 30% of our homepage reads comes out of the writing that comes from our writer's platform. By being everywhere, by being accessible and relevant, I hope to make reading a daily habit as easy and effortless as checking your email, as booking a ticket online or ordering your groceries. And as for me, I've discovered that as I entered the six inch world of the smartphone, my own world just got very, very big. Thank you.
0: Cool, so that was how India's smartphone revolution is creating a new generation of readers and writers by Chiki Sarkar. I liked the speech. I think that there needed to be way more body movement, to be honest, um, because it felt kind of rigid and like staring at the top, which made it not as enjoyable as it could have been. But nonetheless, I think the content of the speech was pretty amazing. I liked at the end how they um, talked about the groceries, booking a cab, booking an airplane. Um, like they did at the beginning. And those are the things that I think people like subliminally notice, that they talked about that in the beginning, they, they did their speech, they made their story, and now they're concluded, uh, concluding by bringing it back to what they talked in the beginning. Um, I think this was a good journey of a company that someone started based off the necessity of solving a problem that was circumstantial to individuals who did not have access to resources uh, that the, the, the modern world would have. Uh, particularly in India given how underdeveloped a lot of part of, a lot of parts of the country are so i thought this was a pretty awesome speech let me know what you guys think i love to interact with you guys in the comments and go back and forth on what you thought was good about the speech what was bad about the speech leave a speech in the in the comments that you want me to uh, review later and i'll probably review it in a different video and yeah thank you guys for watching and i will see you in the next speech analysis